trusting someone with your children is a tricky business. There are some parents who trust the people around them and feel comfortable leaving their kids with them. There are other parents that almost never let their kids out of their sight. Trusting someone to keep your child safe is a really big deal. And unfortunately, it doesn't always end well. Sometimes, when you send your child off with someone that you trust, it ends up being the last time that you ever see them. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the tragic 1999 disappearance and death of three-year-old Jared Adadero, a little boy that went on a hike and never came back. We have discussed time and time again just how many disappearances in nature involve children. And it makes sense, right? It isn't exactly safe out there when you're small and you lack basic survival skills. But every year, families venture out into natural spaces together. It's a really normal thing to do, but just because it's normal it doesn't mean that it always ends well. Nature can be dangerous for little ones, and children are curious. These facts are true whether you go on the occasional camping trip or if you live out in nature, like Jared's family did. Alan and Arlen were two brothers running the Poudre River Resort. Alan is also Jared's father, and he's still puzzling over what happened to his son to this day. At the time, Alan loved being out there. He loved being able to enjoy the beautiful nature in the area with his kids. So he didn't think much of it when his children wanted to go on a hike. On the day that Jared disappeared, a Christian singles group was staying at the resort. The group seemed nice enough with some strange faces and some friendly ones. They were helping Alan to prepare the resort for winter while he provided them with lodging. It was a simple trade, and he trusted the people in this group. But I don't really know how well he actually knew them. I saw references that he knew some of the people well, but I couldn't tell if he knew them prior to the group showing up, or if he just felt that he'd spent some time getting to know them since they showed up. This was a pretty big point of interest for me, but there's not really any information on it. The group was planning to head out in their own groups to go hiking. Alan's children, Jared, and his six-year-old sister, Jocelyn, wanted to go too. He gave the kids their blessing, and the group went off. When asked, people in the group recalled Jared running up ahead of everyone. He was excited by the trails, and he wanted to explore. I don't know if someone was supposed to be watching him, or if he was just kind of in the care of the group, but we do know that he ran up to some strangers at some point. There were men fishing nearby, and he apparently ran up to talk to him. 
These men were under the impression that his group was coming to claim him, and they didn't think much about it when he ran off. But maybe they should have. Because as far as we know, this was the last time that Jared was seen alive. The trail that they were following was normal, and one that Alan and his kids were familiar with. It was a moderate trail with some risks. For example, the rocks that led up to the river were known for being really loose. Possibly loose enough to send a small and uncoordinated kid toppling into the water. But there was no reason to worry about this, at least not until the adults realized that no one knew where Jared was. Jocelyn was with everyone else, but Jared was gone. A search began immediately, and the group quickly roped in law enforcement. Alan joined the search when he found out, but it didn't help. Jared was gone, and someone reported something pretty concerning. A scream. Was this the sound of a nearby animal, or was it Jared? The investigation into the case would escalate quickly, with more people ending up in danger when an Air Force helicopter crashed while attempting to help. Trained hikers and professionals surveyed the area, exploring the forest for any signs of Jared, and eventually, they found some. When Jared first went missing, his father said that he kept expecting to find him, that he thought he would just come running at the sound of his voice. But that didn't happen. Even as they searched the forest and combed through the surrounding water, even as dogs, divers, and trackers all joined the search, days passed with no sign of him, and the search party knew that they were probably looking for a body and not a frightened young boy. And then someone found something. A couple of hikers went off trail and found what they believed to be Jared's clothes. They found a shoe, his jacket, and the sweatpants that he was wearing. But the pants were turned inside out. As the search continued, they found a piece of skull and a piece of tooth. It was all Jared's. I wish that I could tell you that they learned more or that they found out what happened, but I can't. These were the last details about Jared's case, and to this day, no one knows what actually happened to him. As you would expect, there are a bunch of theories, but none of them really make any sense. The primary explanation for Jared's disappearance is that he was likely attacked by a mountain lion. And on the surface, that makes sense. He was certainly small enough, but it doesn't really add up. If a mountain lion did attack him, why were his clothes all in mostly perfect condition? And why were his pants clearly removed? This theory is a fair guess, but it just doesn't feel right. Even when they tested the clothes, there was no indication that a mountain lion was present at all. No hair, no DNA, no blood, nothing. 
but it would explain why his items were found so far away. A mountain lion is likely to have retreated up the mountain as the search party got closer. The idea that Jared fell into the water or ran into some trouble out in the woods makes sense. It really isn't a safe place for a kid to be alone, and it would explain why he would have taken off his clothes, but even that seems iffy. Jared's clothes and bone fragments were found at a higher elevation, and everyone kind of agrees that it seems impossible that he made it there himself. This, of course, brings us to our other theory. The theory that he was abducted and killed by someone else. If a human predator was lurking out in the woods that day, Jared would have been the perfect victim. A young boy disappearing in the woods is a story that makes sense, right? It's kind of an explanation by itself. It is possible that someone abducted him. There is a very real chance that someone saw their opportunity to make a child disappear and took it. I think it's only natural for us to want to know what happened. When something strange happens, searching for an explanation makes sense. But in this case, Alan had something different to say about his son's death. After a lifetime of wondering, he said that he's going to see Jared again one of these days. He said, I'm going to look at him and say, Jared, what happened? He's going to look at me and say, Dad, does it really matter? So there is your daily dose of emotions in case you needed that. <laughs> but to this day, Jared's case remains a mystery. And whether he was attacked by a mountain lion or snatched up by a kidnapper, the fact is that a little boy who just wanted to go on a hike with everyone else never made it home. So, if you want to discuss what to do if you end up lost in the woods, why mountain lions are absolutely terrifying, or moderate hikes in Colorado, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys. 